that was a turning point for me. It was a job that I kind of fell into by accident and ended up absolutely loving. What is up, my party people, and welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, me. What's up? I hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and it's episode freaking 20. I can't believe it, guys. Episode 20. Who would have thought we would have gotten here? Um... Not me. Nope, not me. I thought I would have quit after episode three, but nope, we got all the way to 20. So I have a great episode for you guys here. Um, Before I get into that, though, well, one more, because it is a big deal. Anyways, um, I am a little bit disappointed, and I don't know if there's just like been some miscommunication or some confusion, but so today is February 21st, right? And um, I've ran to the mailbox, I would say probably 37 times or so in the past week. And it's, it's so weird. But every time I go, there's no flowers or chocolate there. And I don't know if maybe you guys got the address wrong. But as I had said last week, like, my arms are wide open for some Valentine's Day gifts. And it's been a week. And so I just want to let you know, like, it's okay. I get it. Mail the services might be slow. Um, but but I am still on the lookout. So just find that out there. Anyways, I hope you guys had a fantastic last week. Um, I've got kind of a longer episode for you today. So I'm gonna get right into this good stuff. Let's talk about this week's episode. As you guys voted on Instagram, most people like my review of the episode at the end. So stick around for that. I'm going to put give my two cents at the end of this episode, but just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek about what we've got for this episode. So today I speak with Mary and it is a wild episode, let me tell you. Every five minutes, I swear, she lists a new job that she has had. And so I highly encourage you guys to just listen through the whole thing. Um, like just to give you a little bit of a taste of some things, some buzzwords. There's Rainforest Cafe, the fitness industry, breweries, teaching, grad school, art. Okay, like just lots of very different careers mixed in there, which is fantastic. I think it's a a wonderful episode because she truly embraces that there is really no timeline to anyone's journey. So really following what you want to do and just sticking it out um, I think she she just has such great wisdom to share along that. And then also we talk about themes of money and, and leaving a job because it's not necessarily good for your happiness. Um, having to leave dream jobs because it's not what they you expected. Not feeling satisfied. And then just again, I was so happy with this episode because there was some very random connection that really led her to where she is today. And... Overall, just such a fantastic episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Like I said, stick around for the end for my two cents. And yeah. Hi, everybody. I have Mary with me today. Mary, thank you for joining me. If you want to go ahead and take the first couple of minutes to give any information about yourself, hobbies, where you're from, we'll get into all the career stuff, all that that good um, information in a little bit here. So anything additional that you want the audience to know. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Mary. I uh, I live in Connecticut. I've been here most of my life, although I've kind of moved around a little bit, but I 
keep coming back, even though I hate the cold, dreary weather we're having right now. Um, I have had a long and varied career, but some of my non-career hobbies, because I'm sure we'll get into my career, but some of my hobbies are, uh, I like to do artwork. I like playing the violin. I like running marathons. I've done a bunch of those. Oh, casual um, drop right there. Like casual, I love when people <laughs> say that they casually like to run more than five miles at a time. <laughs> like, well, I worked something. in the fitness industry where it wasn't really all that uncommon. So okay. like, I, I don't think of it as much as like, <laughs> I, I get, I see your point, yeah. but it's weird when I worked in the fitness industry. Okay. 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 Makes sense. Um, and I'm a huge fan of dogs. This is going to be the last thing I was going to say. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, happy to have you here to kick us off. I'd love to hear. I always like to start with college, what you're studying in college, um, and how you really got about that. And then we'll move on through after college. So, um, let's start there. What did you, where did you go to school? Um, what did you pursue at that point in your life? I went to central Connecticut state university. Um, I actually had a pretty difficult time figuring out what I want to do, which we'll get into more of that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually spent a lot of time debating whether or not I wanted to go into art or whether or not I wanted to go into biology because I really loved science, especially biology when I was in high school. I really enjoyed art too, but I figured that as far as like stability goes and, and likelihood of getting a full-time consistently paying job, that probably biology would be the sounder choice. Mm -hmm. So I did end up going for biology instead of art. Um, although I did actually end up going back and getting about an associate's degree in art later, but my first okay. degree was a bachelor's degree in biology at central. Um, and then many years later, I went back and got a master's degree in biology as well. Okay. Very cool. Um, my early career, I had actually wanted to go into marine biology. Um, I started off going into animal care at an aquarium, uh, which sounds cooler and more fun uh -huh. than it really is. It's actually really tedious. So I did that for several years. Was that in was, Connecticut? It was, yeah, I was actually at the Maritime Aquarium in Connecticut. Okay. And um, I was there for about a year. And then I actually was taking care of the fish at Rainforest Cafe. Okay. That we used to have here at the West Farms Mall, which is not there anymore. They actually closed down a few years ago. And so I was working there for several years, taking care of their fish. Wait, time out. So Rainforest Cafe actually hires <laughs> yeah. like trained people to take care of their animals. Oh, yeah. That's my, I, I yeah. The job title guessed. is the, the curator, the animal curator. And the job is to take care of the fish in the tanks, including donning, uh, ooh, I'm shaking my, my, um, my computer, uh, including putting on a wetsuit and scuba equipment and going into the tanks to clean them. No way. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That is wild. I have never, I had no idea. So I'm guessing yes. this is off hours, not when I'm eating my lunch. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's always done before the restaurant opens for the day. You, I had to be like, I was required to be out of the tank before any customers came in because they didn't want people seeing it. The yeah. one exception being that around Christmas time, I actually did have to put on a Santa costume and go diving into the tank to greet kids coming in for the Christmas breakfast dressed oh as Santa gosh. Claus in the scuba tank. Yeah. No way. That is crazy. What? It was bizarre. <laughs> what a story. That's like, that yeah. should be like your icebreaker. Anytime you have to meet anyone is <laughs> at one point in my life, I put on a Santa costume. I, I have, yes, I have dressed up as Santa Claus in a fish tank. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Sorry. We just jumped a little bit there, but, um, so after, right after you did the rainforest cafe, where did you go to? So also, after, actually, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm also absolutely. curious too. And I, I'm 
bad at uh, getting too excited about the story. So I don't do this with a lot of my um, guests, but I'd love to also hear how you got these positions. Cause I know you said you have a very oh, sure. windy, windy path. So if we could just touch a little bit too on how that came about, was it you just were applying on online or um, someone connected you? What did that look like? Yeah, it's actually not as random as it initially sounds. Mm-hmm. I had been working at the West Farms Mall throughout college at a couple different locations. Okay. And so when I saw this Rainforest Cafe opening, I thought it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I've got to get a job there. So I actually started off working there as a hostess. Uh, and then I took time off from college to go be a ski instructor. <laughs> Then I went went back to college and went back to Rainforest Cafe and I waited tables there for a while. And then I actually did a little bit of side work in the animal care department, not like fully taking care of it, but I was helping out in the animal care department. Uh, I was also volunteering at Mystic Aquarium during this time. I was still in college at the time. And then when I finally graduated, I was able to get a job at the Maritime Aquarium. And then after I said about like a year or so, I decided I wanted something that working that working there was great, but I didn't like anyone that listens to my own podcast. It will know how I hate hagfish. And that was one of the main animals <laughs> that I had to work with. And so I was really excited for the opportunity to go back to Rainforest Cafe again, but this time taking over the department for my boss who had recently left, my former boss who had recently left. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're connecting the dots now. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> awesome. My brain is scattered. My career is scattered. Everything I love is- it. I, that's what makes <laughs> this interesting. So I'm all here for it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, feel free at any point to ask me to go back and connect dots because I absolutely tend to jump around. Okay. I will. So, I did that whole line of work all together. I did about four years between like the volunteer work and working at Rainforest Cafe through college and then actually doing it as a full-time job altogether was probably about like four years. And then it just got to be so tedious because you're either doing the exact same thing every day, or if you're not doing something, the same thing every day, you're doing something different. It's because something has gone catastrophically wrong and like systems are breaking down and fish are dying and tanks are draining of water. And I'm like, you know what? I can't deal with this either absolute chaos or absolute tedium. Yeah. Uh, So because I was still into art, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to waiting tables and maybe I'll try to do some art on the side. And the I've I've sold some pieces here and there and I've been in a few shows but it was never consistent enough for me to really make a full-time career out of it so Mm -hmm. after a few years of trying for that I'd had a lot of people tell me that maybe I should go into fitness because I had actually been pretty overweight and had lost a lot of weight through uh, nutrition and exercise and so people would come to me and ask occasional advice and I found out that you know I liked helping these people be healthier Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were telling me you know you should go into training you should go into training so I did (laughs) eventually awesome okay so here quick question here at any point during those years were you kind of thinking not necessarily fitness, but okay, this obviously isn't working. I mean, I think it's great that you gave yourself a fair chance because I think a lot of people who are trying to make a leap into something else give themselves three mm-hmm. months. And then when it's not working, they're like, oh, what the heck? But like, you need yeah. time. But at what point were you like, okay, maybe this is not really what I need to be doing and I should start looking into something else? For me, it was because I realized I, I the maritime aquarium had been like my dream job and it was really disappointing to start working there and realize I didn't like it nearly as much as I thought that I might. And there were a lot of issues. I'm not going to say that it was a bad place to work for, but there were like coworker drama issues and other things that made it tough. And it was a not working for a nonprofit organization in a really expensive part of the state. There was a lot of financial stress for me and I was living 
kind of far away from my my then boyfriend now husband not seeing him as often as I wanted not seeing my friends as often because none of them lived down in that part of the state so I was like all right well maybe it's just a combination of things I'm just unhappy because of where I am so I'll Mm -hmm. go back to where I was because I'm I know that location I'll be closer to everybody and then when I still wasn't happy doing that work even though I was in a better location and a better situation I figured all right if I don't like doing that it at the my dream job location and I'm not looking liking this job here time to move on to something else because it's not the location anymore it is the job itself that's yeah not doing it for me yeah I th- uh, I think it's it's good that you point that out because you do hear some people who are like I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, but <laughs> expecting like immediate success or like an immediate, immediate satisfaction when you switch. And sometimes it's like, okay, that's not the problem. You need to dig a little deeper to figure out yeah, that, what absolutely. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, and I like, I for sure relate. Cause I've had a bunch of jobs where I was only there for like a few months and mm-hmm. just didn't wait it out. But this one was like my first foray into a career and I really wanted to try to make it work, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You just have to admit, not even admit defeat, just admit that it wasn't a good fit mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Going back to your fit and your yeah, fitness absolutely. transition then. So I went and got a personal trainer certification. It was a fairly decent segue biology and exercise physiology are kind of Mm-hmm. kind of similar enough that it's a little bit of actually, a foundation for yeah for exactly I had a basic got a basic personal trainer certification eventually and then I was able to get a higher tier one even though I didn't have an exercise physiology bachelor's degree they were accepted a biology bachelor's degree as a degree alternative for it okay. at the time so I was able to eventually get American College of Sports Medicine certification, uh, which is a bit of a higher tier than a personal, personal trainer. Okay. So I worked at a lot of different locations. I worked in corporate fitness. I worked in traditional gyms. I worked at a retirement community. Uh, I started teaching group exercise. I got certified in yoga. I'd worked as a health coach at an insurance company for a while. Oh my goodness. Uh, you truly bounced all over. I'm I really did literally <laughs> oh my gosh. everywhere and try everything. Uh, so all of them have like a lot of pros and cons to them working with people in a gym can be a lot of fun, but that can also get tedious when you have a bunch of people at all the same goals, all the same people just constantly counting reps. And I know that for some people, they are able to figure out new and different ways to make it exciting. But for me, I had been doing it for like 10 years. And so I kept made it as new and exciting as I could. But by the time I left, I just was feeling a bit burnt out on it. Mm Mm-hmm. All told, between the various gyms that I worked at and the online coaching job that I was doing for um, the health insurance company, uh, I, I spent about 10 years in that industry, plus an extra couple of years where I was still teaching group exercises on the side while I was going back to school to mm-hmm. work on my master's degree. Very cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. So can you take me through some of those individual positions that you had other than the, yeah. the personal training that you had? Yeah, absolutely. So I started working in corporate fitness, which basically just means that you work in the fitness center at some business that likes to provide a gym for their employees. Okay. That one was pretty nice because most gyms will only pay you while you're training, not while you're like writing programs or doing a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. that you have to do as part of your job. So that was nice because I got paid for the time I was there, like regardless of what I was doing. The main reason I left there is because I decided I wanted to go back and get an associate's degree in art and my schedule there wasn't flexible enough. So I left there to go work at that retirement community that I mentioned a little while ago, because that was a part-time job. So I worked there in the mornings in their fitness center, teaching group exercise. And then I went to school in the afternoon. 
Okay. So, so sorry, I know we're jumping, but I'm just, I'm so curious. So at this point, what were you thinking with the associate's degree with, with art was, what was the goal with that? Or were you just kind of like, I need something new. I like learning new things. Yeah. It was a lot that it it was a lot, just wanting to learn new things and still not really, I didn't dislike what I was doing, but it still wasn't what I wanted to be doing forever. I Mm -hmm. was like, it's fine for now, but it's not what I always want to be doing. And since I had been debating, do I want to go for an art degree or a biology degree? I was like, well, why don't I just try and go back, get an art degree and see how I feel about it at that mm-hmm. point. So I went for lower tier associate's degree because I could do that much more cheaply at a community college than if I were to go back and get like another four-year degree in it. Right. So, right. So that's how I, yeah, that's how that ended up getting worked in there. Okay. Very cool. Uh, and I actually specialized in scientific illustration when I did do that degree. So cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. I have a friend who, I don't even know what she, she was doing some sort of program in Texas, um, for like along those lines and, you know, building out the illustr or the graphics that go into like textbooks, like biology nice. textbooks and whatnot. That's and awesome. I, oh my God. It's, it's incredible that you have to remember that people actually <laughs> work on that. It's not just, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Very cool. I actually make all my students now do some drawing in the labs and they're like, do we have to? I'm like, there's a long history of science and art going yeah. together. So yes, you do. Also, yeah. I like art. <laughs> I'm going to say also, <laughs> also, I really like art and I'm not selfish. judging you. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sorry. Back. Let's get the audience grounded again. So you left or you were working the corporate, you left to go get your associates and work at the retirement home. Yes. Okay. Right. I know it's like all over the place because my life has been all over the place. So even I have trouble keeping track of it. (laughs) So (laughs) finished the art degree. I was still doing art on the side, but again, I still wasn't really having luck get making it a full-time career. So working at the retirement community, the corporate fitness company that I had previously worked for hired me back on doing some per diem work. So I was like doing sub work at a bunch of different businesses all over the state. If somebody was out sick or was going on vacation, I would cover for them at different sites. So, and that just got to be too much too all over the place, Mm -hmm. uh, after a while. And I decided I wanted something more stable. Um, I, my husband and I had not yet decided whether or not we wanted to have kids. So I was like, well, if we're going to, if I'm ever going to have kids, this was like, I was in my early 30, late twenties, early thirties at this point. So I was like, all right, well, if we're having, having kids, then I should probably get a job someplace that's got insurance and maternity leave just in case we didn't end up deciding to have kids, but that was one of the deciding factors for why I wanted to stop jumping around and have something more stable. Mm-hmm. And the job that I took at the insurance company paid really well, but it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you said I was there for like four years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was The company itself wasn't that bad to work for, but the job itself was miserable. And even though I was working from home and making good money, it, I ended up getting so depressed and anxious that I actually had to go on disability leave for depression and go into treatment for depression for several months because I was having that much of a time dealing with it. I had actually had to problem with depression and anxiety my whole life, which is probably part of my reason why I like tend to jump around to a lot of different things and not be satisfied in a lot of different things. But uh, yeah, I, I got to a really bad place at that point because the people that I was talking to on the phone, a lot of them were great and a lot of them were all over the country, but then a lot of them were only doing it because they were getting like some kind of financial benefit to their health insurance. And they would essentially, 
there was so much animosity in some of these people towards me because they were angry at the insurance company or their job for making them do it. Or Mm -hmm. because, you know, if I told them all the guideline is that we get 150 minutes of exercise a week, they'd be like, how do you expect me to find the time to get 150 exercise minutes of exercise a week? I'm like, well, first of all, that's not my guideline. That's just right. College of sports medicine says, and it's my mm-hmm. job to tell you that. Uh, and second of all, it's not about finding the time. It's about making the time if it's important to you. But, but a lot of people were just so angry for reasons that were beyond my control. And it was hard mm-hmm. to not internalize that. Gosh, I'm sorry. You had to go through that. Yeah, I I'm way better now. So yeah, to say, you know, Hey, you're, yeah. you're here, bigger, better, stronger. And right? I like to be really open about it too, because I also think there's an unfair stigma on mental health issues and mm-hmm you know, people are often so ashamed to talk about it. And for a long time, I was ashamed about what was going on too, but you know, chemical imbalances happen, chemical imbalances in your brain happen and other yeah. parts of your body happen. And it's, you know, the important thing is getting treatment and doing what you need to do and getting better. And that's what I did. And right now I'm fine. I'd like you also mentioning the the aspect about the money, the money piece, because that's something that I try to drive home a lot on this podcast with people is that, mm-hmm. I mean, I always admit, like, I would love to swim in a pool full of money. Like I would love to bathe in it. But at the end of the day, if what you're doing is not making you happy, is that extra 20 K bonus, 50 K bonus really worth it when you hate waking up every day to go to that job? It makes me so sad. Like people, I spoke about this on another episode, but the whole idea of living for the weekend and Mm -hmm. that you're really only looking forward to two days of the week because you just cannot stand the Monday yeah. through Friday, nine to five grind. And that just breaks my heart because life is too short to, to only get excited about yeah. two days of the week. I very much agree. And that was actually one of the many deciding factors when I did end up leaving that job for the insurance company was that exactly what you said. I felt like mm-hmm. I was living for those two days of the week and I'm like, well, this isn't really living like, yeah, right. I'm making a really good salary for what I'm doing. I was making a great salary and I only make a little over half of that right now, honestly, but I'm so much happier now that the money isn't worth it if you don't like what you're doing. And I feel like the, I feel like we're being told that you should just look at the money and not, not worry about whether or not you're happy. It's just a job, just, you know, go get there, get that paycheck and then enjoy your weekends. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not a good lesson that is being instilled in us by society. A lot of the time when they're like, Oh, just suck it up and get the paycheck. No, right. right. That's not going to drive you crazy. (laughs) Exactly. I totally agree. And I do think that even these there, there are ways to make money with what you're passionate about. In my opinion, I think if you, if you're really, really passionate about it and there's something that you're like, Oh, I want to do, but I need to find a way to make money somehow just to sustain my lifestyle. That's fine. And that's fine to admit, but there are ways it should, I mean, it's going to take hard work. Of course it's not going to be easy, but I don't think that you should let it, you know, rule your life and just make all those, the middle parts of the week awful just to get to that point. So, yeah. And that's scary too. Like it's the prospect of giving up a lucrative job because it was bad for my mental health and knowing that I was going to be making a fraction of as much, no matter where else I went was really scary. Mm -hmm. But in in hindsight, I'm so glad I did it and it was totally worth it to leave yeah. that job that was not good for me. Well, okay. So let's go to the happy yeah. part now. So we triumph through the, the struggle. You, you make it through after those four years. Um, what do you do after? Uh, after that, I went back to regular personal training in a gym because I wanted okay. to work with people who actually wanted to be there. Yeah, right. And I was tired. I, you know, I they was found nice the 150 from- minutes to get into the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was nice to work from home. And I loved being around my dogs all day because my dogs are great. But it was nice to be working with people face to face again. Like I said, having people 
actually want to be there working with me is something I was missing a lot. So I went yeah. back to a traditional gym. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. And that, yeah. And then I went back to group exercise too, which I had kind of done a little bit on the side while I was still for the working for the insurance company, but mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a lot more of it when I went back to the gym. So then after that, you are, are we close to where you're at now? <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> we're getting there. We're about, uh, I think we're about like three years back now Okay. at this point. Okay. No, not like five years back. Um, because I spent, I spent a good, like two or three years working at that gym before deciding that I wanted to go back to just try something completely different. I was like, right, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> 10 years, 12 years, however long it had been. I'm like, I'm tired yeah. of this. I need to do something different. So I had always been thinking of going back for a higher degree because it's, it's so common in the sciences to have a master's degree or a PhD, but I just never really knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I decided, all right, well, I've always loved marine biology. Maybe I'll just go back and try to study marine biology again. So I went back to um, working full time uh, for to school full time, um, working towards a master's degree. Was initially going to be focusing on marine biology, but the person I was initially going to do my thesis with went on maternity leave. Okay, and then another person that I was going to do like was my backup, uh, went on sabbatical. We love that timing. (laughs) Yeah. So this was after, after I had started the going to school there too. So it was too late for me to try to go to a different school. So I then had to find a different advisor, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was here now, now we're starting to get more relevant. It was here that I freakishly fell into a graduate assistant position because they just happened to need somebody to teach labs and I was able to earn money towards my degree when I was talking to the person that was in part in charge of the department chair, like interviewing with him before I went to, to go to school there, he's like, would you be interested in a graduate assistantship? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a try. I had actually uh-huh. taught personal training certification courses kind of on the side uh, okay. with all of the other fitness stuff I was doing for a few years at that point. So he was like, great, you have college teaching experience. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a graduate assistant. I hope you like microbiology because that's what we need. So, so it wasn't really my forte, but I had done some micro stuff working in animal care because there's a lot of disease diagnosis. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. So I figured it out and I was really surprised how much I loved teaching Yeah, uh, at the college level. Uh, and so that was like, that was a turning point for me. It was a job that I kind of fell into by accident and ended up absolutely loving. Oh, I love that. That just gave yeah. me goosebumps because it's like <laughs> it's these small connections that lead people or like pa- little just things that happen in people's career paths that lead them towards the right direction that make me so mm-hmm. happy because I mean, you've bounced around so much and to hear that you like some shining <laughs> moment that was not even in your like scope of what you thought your life nope. was going to look like that. Not at oh, all. That's what so I, awesome. Yeah. When I went back to grad school, it, it is not at all in t- what I had intended to do. Mm-hmm. I had wanted to go out and like do some research or something, but uh, not what I ended up doing. I am still in teaching even now. And I, and I'm really happy with it. And I've got a couple other random things that I'm doing on the side too, that I'm sure we'll get to, but yeah, yeah. my main career right now is still, is still teaching. Cause From I really that enjoy it. Random opportunity that popped up. Yep. Oh, yep. that's awesome. And still at the college level too. I really like the college level. I did have a long-term sub job at a high school uh, last year, (laughs) right at the start of the pandemic. I started that high school job again Um, with the timing. But I really like the college level better. (laughs) Yeah, it was awful timing. But I'm really, I really like the college level. So that's what I'm, what I'm sticking with. 
Awesome. Was it yeah. really hard going back to school after having such a long, I, I know you got your training certificate mm-hmm. for, um, uh, for your personal training. So I don't know if that's necessarily the same kind of education, like classroom style, but how was that transition then getting back into the school mindset of actual classes? I mean, microbiology yeah, it was isn't an easy hard. course and <laughs> having to not only learn it, but then yeah teach it. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, it was really hard because I didn't know a ton about micro. I knew a little bit, but it had been a good like 10 years since I was really doing any of that diagnostic work with the fish. Mm -hmm. So trying to remember or teach myself enough micro to be able to then teach it to other people was challenging. And then being back in a class setting when it had been well over 10 years since I had gotten my bachelor's degree and probably a good, like six years since I had gotten that other degree in art, which like it counts, but the art degree was so much easier than the science classes. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm like, well, that was like, that was a bunch of like fun painting and like, right. that didn't Things feel that like work. Enjoyed. That yeah. felt like fun, but yeah. the, the science classes are work. So right. yeah, it was a tough adjustment. Um, and it was really daunting, but, uh, I thankfully have a very good support system, including my spouse who was willing, it was so supportive in that whole process. So I mm-hmm. have to give him a lot of credit for encouraging me and supporting me throughout that whole thing. Um, and eventually it got to the point where I was having trouble keeping the the schoolwork going and the gym going and the graduate teaching assistantship going. So I ended up leaving fitness after that. It, it was a challenge because the, the job market was already not great mm-hmm. even before the pandemic. And I graduated in 2019. So it only got worse yeah. <laughs> when the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I was, Another really, really lucky thing that happened to me is that I just happened to apply to the current school that I work at, which I'm going to keep nameless if that's okay, but it is a school working within the state system. Um, And it's one of the community colleges around here. And I just happened to apply like at the right time when they needed an anatomy and physiology professor. And at that point, were you looking for the teaching positions because you knew you liked the the grad assistant position or what were you? Not necessarily. I was looking at teaching. I was also looking at research positions and a whole bunch of other positions kind of all over the place. Um, And so that was the first one that I, the first, he was pretty much the first one that got back to me and he said, great, when you graduate, contact me again and we'll get you set up. And so I kept my, kept my job search up, wasn't really finding much of anything else, but I still thought this would be fun and interesting. So I did contact him again. He said, great, we still need somebody to start teaching A&P in fall. And so I went and did my demo lesson and I actually even made a mistake in my demo lesson and couldn't answer one of the questions that they asked me. And so they probably shouldn't have given me the job based on that, but they did anyway. So that's why I say that that (laughs) job was also a fluke. Yeah. And I still work in that same position, teaching that same evening class. Awesome. And, uh, so, so yeah, so they gave me the job anyway. So even though I didn't have a full-time job, I at least had a part-time job as an adjunct faculty member while I was continuing my seemingly endless job search. Um, and another fun side job, I drove for Amazon that summer in between grad school and starting to work for the community college. Did you really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Add to the list. God, what are we at? Like 15 now? Yeah. I'm like, well, great. Now I've got like three months of not getting paid until that job starts. So got to do yeah. something. So yeah. So yeah, I was an Amazon delivery driver for a few months. Do what you got to do. Okay. It was actually, I, I actually really enjoyed it. But. Really? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it would have conflicted with the with my teaching schedule, so I did end up letting it go once the fall semester yeah. rolled around. Yeah. And then after that, I was still looking for a full time job for a long time. Like I, it was a good 
two, three years that I was searching for a job because I had my part-time job. Like I said, I ended up getting hired at that high school and was doing long-term sub work, but mm-hmm. we had the pandemic hit and then my time there ended and I was fortunately able to find a job at another um, university in the state doing adjunct work there as well. Okay. Um, so now I'm working as an adjunct there too. And in the meantime, I also started the podcast that I mentioned that, uh, that I do. Can I mention my podcast? Yeah. I, I was just about to say, I'd love yeah. to hear. I didn't want to like start off at the beginning cause I knew we were going to get to it. So, but I'm, I'm excited uh, to hear about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's super nerdy, but I love it. Uh, so my husband and my friends and I are all super big sci-fi nerds Okay. and we really love Star Trek, but there's already so many Star Trek podcasts out there. So a friend of mine, my friend, Kathy and I were forever talking about, well, what about Stargate? Nobody really talks about Stargate. So the, the podcast is called Stargatezing, S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E-Z-I-N-G. You can find it on okay. any platform. Okay. Uh, and we've been doing it for about a year and a half now. We just recap episodes of Stargate, starting with Stargate SG-1 and it's nerdy, but That fun. is so and awesome. I love that. You. That is such like a little niche, like podcast. It is. I love it. Yeah. I will, I've I'll got a growing audience and, and uh, it's going yeah. really well over there too. So like I, that's that's kind of a job, but kind of not because it takes up as much time as a job, Yeah, uh, but definitely doesn't pay as well as a job. But thing, you know, we've gotten to the point where we're thankfully at least like breaking even and getting a little bit extra. So yeah, like, yeah this, this, this can count as a job. Sure. I, I think it's so fun. Like hearing people's little random podcasts that they have, like to me, this is, this is even random to some people, but this is something that I also have been like super passionate about the yeah. past year or two. Is, this is just such a cool concept people. though. I, so I love it. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. But I just love hearing what other people is like, they're aha. Like, this is my cool thing that I like to do yeah. on the side. So that's awesome. Very cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that brought me up to, um, three jobs. And then the one last thing that I added was, I was like, all right, because I'm not killing myself just yet with too much busyness, (laughs) I should find another job. Um, it was mostly because I missed doing like actual science. Like I still love teaching, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to be doing real science too. And my husband briefly owned a brewery. So I got to know a fair amount about brewing beer at the time. And so I saw a brewery, a local brewery was hiring for a lab technician and I'm oh, like, all right, cool. perfect. I'm going to apply to that job because I've got all of the microbiology experience that they want because of my time teaching microbiology. I've got mm-hmm. experience in the brewing industry because of when my husband owned a brewery. And so like two random different career paths kind of just coincided. And yeah. like, I went for my interview and they're like, yeah, great. Um, when, when you want to start, like you could start now and you, you can work whenever you want to basically. So that schedule is super flexible. It's like maybe five to 15 hours a week, depending on the week I go in whenever I want, I leave whenever I want. I don't have a set schedule and it's just wow. a fun extra job. So that's so cool. What can I ask? What, what do you do for that job? Yeah. So, um, I do, a, I actually do a few different things. Do I you, uh, do, do quali- you strap on a scuba vest and then go dive into the, <laughs> that would <laughs> be amazing. Back to <laughs> <laughs> I could go diving in the beer tanks. Off, yeah. great. Sadly, no, I don't get to do that. I do quality assurance. So I do things like, uh, yeast cell counts to make sure that, uh, and viability to make sure that the yeast that they're throwing in, that they're pitching into the beer to be fermented, um, that there's a high enough quantity and that enough of them are alive to do their fermentation work. I do some quality assurance, um, polymerase chain reaction, PCR testing. Um, in addition to that, the brewery that I work for makes CBD seltzers. So I help to make the emulsion because CBD is a, like an oil base, so it doesn't dissolve in water very readily. So I make an emulsion that makes it water soluble. 
so that it will stay suspended in seltzers. And then I'm just doing some R&D random stuff and like figuring out different ways that we might be able to utilize hops or different ways that we might be able to, different types of emulsions we might be able to make out of these CBD um, products. And like, I've been testing different types of CBD isolates and distillates and stuff like that for them. I might have to call you and have like just a nerdy science talk. I get like geek out on this stuff. So I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate that you were able to find this. Like I'm like, I'm honestly like thinking about like searching for some sort of weird job like this in my hometown. Oh yeah. It's, I feel amazing. really lucky to yeah, I feel really lucky to have fallen into it because I just feel like the timing was just right. Like that I was starting to look for this extra job and like that job was there. Yeah. And this totally. was a brewery that we'd been going to like for years. And I love this brewery. And I was like, no way they're hiring. That is so cool. <laughs> this is so, this has been so incredible. I truly admire your ability to just like jump in. I, I'm just curious at any point in any of this, just to dive a little bit into any feelings of fear or failure, um, just because that is very scary to jump away from something like, I mean, you were in the, uh, fitness, uh, industry for, you know, 10 to 12 years and just to up and leave, what kind yeah. of thoughts were going through your head at that point in your life? Same with when you left the biology position, just. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if it sounds like I knew what I wanted the whole time and like I was <laughs> on top of things the whole time, then, uh, I don't know how I managed to portray that because that was for sure not the case. <laughs> I was constantly afraid. I was still dealing with anxiety and depression, even though like not nearly to the extent that I had been when I was working at that full-time job. It, you know, it's people who have it, it tends to be a struggle for us for our whole lives. But, um, so I was still always dealing with that. I have had major imposter syndrome at like all of the jobs that I've worked, including my current jobs. I still occasionally have imposter syndrome, even at my current job. I just try to remind myself that that imposter syndrome is like just my, the, the little voice in my head that I just need to ignore that because I have a lot of education. I have a lot of job experience at a lot of different places at this point. So there isn't any reason that I can't do the things that I'm trying to do. So I just need to ignore that voice in my head. That's trying to tell me that I'm not smart enough or educated enough or experienced enough um, because that voice is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I have enough life experience to know that that voice is not often is often not telling me the truth. So uh, sometimes it's best to ignore your inner critic would be one of mm-hmm. my um, one, one of the important things that I would say, and then everything that I've done has been scary. Like all of these big changes have been very scary, but in my experience, the things that are the scariest are often the most worthwhile. Also mm-hmm. that lesson it has seemed to continue throughout my whole life. Like the career changes I've done and going back to school again, and all of the newer jobs, like making myself learn how to teach, how to be okay with public speaking was horrifying, but now i as I said, I love teaching. So, so yeah, sometimes you have to stand up to your fear knowing that whatever is on the other side of that is totally going to make it worth it. Yeah. Mary, this was amazing. I am so happy that we connected because this like went in completely different directions than I anticipated. I mean, I don't really, honestly, <laughs> that's I've like learned, my life in general. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I've learned with different this directions. podcast not to anticipate anything with anyone because yeah. uh, it just goes all over the place. But this has been such a fantastic interview, and I can't thank you enough thank for you. taking the time with me this evening. Thank you so much for having me. It feels really weird to be sitting here talking about myself for a change instead of about yeah. like a biology topic or about Stargate. So right. right. <laughs> it's been weird, yeah. but it's been a lot of fun too. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, people, fantastic episode. Am I right? I told you guys at the beginning that this was going to go in a very, 
I told you guys in the beginning that this was going to go all over the place. Um, as she spoke of <laughs> the job at Rainforest Cafe. Can we just talk about that for a second? I did not know that Rainforest Cafe actually hires people to take care of their fish. Like, trained people. Isn't that wild? It blew my mind. Okay, but anyways, like, she goes from that to the fitness industry, that whole experience working in the... Um, insurance aspect of like kind of fitness and how that just was not good for her and she had she had to step away even though it was a high paying job and I know I talk about it all the time about the money aspect and that if you if your job is not satisfying you more than just giving you money it's not worth it because life is too short to spend all this time working somewhere where you're miserable and that she really she really did have to step away and make that decision to take a lower pay but ultimately it was better for her mental health, which I'm really happy she touched on that. Um, and, and again, big, big, big excitement from like, I, one of my favorite parts of this episode was hearing that she was offered that random grad assistant job just on a fluke. And then that turned out to be the thing that got her most excited. You know, that's what she wants to really do with her career. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, like, and I've tried to get at with other people is identify, identifying that it sometimes is completely out of your control. You know, the things that make the biggest impact on you might be something that you could not even imagine. I mean, I'm sure she didn't walk into grad school thinking, oh, I'm going to get offered a grad uh, GA position and discover my love for teaching. No. And so I think it's so important to remember that even though it doesn't seem like it might not be working out for you right now, who knows what's right around the corner? Who knows what opportunity is going to present itself? All that you can really do is just say, yes, give it a chance. Um, in addition to all of that fun stuff and all of those great messages, I think it's so funny because I honestly feel like Mary is a sneak peek of what I'm going to look like in the future. As you guys know, I am a little bit of a head case. Not saying that Mary is, but (laughs) like I my mind is always running from one thing to the next. And I feel like I might be one of those who just bounces all over these different careers till I find really find what really makes me happy. And I have a lot of interest as does she and I'm not always feeling one thing 100% all the time. Also, she was an Amazon delivery driver. I DoorDash like there's some <laughs> resemblance. I don't know. I just I thought it was funny because I feel like we have so much in common. Um, I also think it was really great how she talked about having to back away from her dream job and it was something that she thought was meant for her. I really can't imagine um, going through all of that and pursuing something and and she did give it a real try, it sounds like, which I thought was great is that she really gave it a 100% to try to continue that job with her biology degree and having to step away from that, realizing, oh my God, this is not what I thought it was. I think that's huge. I think that the American school system does make it kind of challenging to find what you want to do without 100% committing to it. So so we do internships every summer, right, based on your major. And not many people, at least, I mean, please speak up if I'm wrong and you have a different experience, but a lot of the people I've spoken with will stick it out with one sort of career path um, and each summer, that's what their internship is surrounded by. So it might be with a different company, it might have a different job title, but if you're an engineering major, you really follow the engineering um, internships. If you're, um, you know, a bio major, you might stick it out with the research aspects for the the following summers, um, 
within throughout your undergrad, which is great. And if you love it, that's fantastic. But it does make it challenging because it's not like you're exposing yourself to these other things that might make you happier. And so like Mary, you know, she follows along with this path of biology all throughout college. And it was great in the moment because those two months, three months of working in that job look great, right? They look dandy. But then when you fully get immersed into it, it's like, oh my God, wait, this is, isn't what I expected it to be. This isn't what I wanted to be doing with my life. And to have to pull away from that has to be so challenging. But she did it. And I, I mean, obviously she, str- she struggled the next couple of years, not struggled, but she did have to work to find what she wanted to do, but she gave it a chance, which I think is great. And, and by stepping away from that job, she was able to discover all these other skills and talents and exciting things that she wanted to do with her life. Um, so I was really happy that she brought that up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I thought, again, it was fantastic. Um, if you guys want to check out her Stargate podcast, I did <laughs> I did listen to an episode. It's definitely challenging if you haven't seen Stargate, which I haven't seen. But if you're looking for a new show to binge watch, I would definitely go binge watch Stargate and then check out her podcast. I linked it in the episode description here. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and also, she makes money from her podcast. And I, I'm i like, what? Uh, hashtag broke biatch over here. I would like some sponsors. Um, so if anyone wants to sponsor me, I mean, I don't really know what I talk about consistently on this podcast. Like, I don't know, weird incidences at the gym. Maybe I'll get like a fitness sponsor to help me be cooler at the gym so I don't have all these awkward gym stories or plungers. I plunged a toilet once. <laughs> I don't know. Someone sponsored me, though. Actually, I think hers is through Patreon, which I don't really understand how that works yet, but maybe I'll do some research. I mean, damn, I'll, I would take some extra cash flow. Anyways, okay, um, speaking of, <laughs> follow, like, subscribe, guys. Send this to your friends. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a fantastic day. Go grab the bull by the horns. Just do your life and hashtag just do life.